Welcome to the Industry Horror Coffin Cast. Thank you, everybody. All of you uh, horror hearers out there, thank you very much. Uh, hopefully, you have listened to the first episode where I interview pretty much everybody that have all their hands around the industry horror industry horror company. And trying to think of a next topic to talk about. There's a lot of topics I could talk about. There's a lot of people out there that I could talk to. A lot of people out in the community, uh, the autism community. But after re-listening to the episode and... And knowing the facts that I work at Industry of Horror. And this question popped in, into my head. What got me into horror? I mean, I'm not the biggest horror fan, but what got me at least interested and even fascinated in the genre of horror? So this is what this episode will be about. Of course, there will be some, uh, there will be some cart, there will be some cartoons and movies that I'll probably forget to talk about in the episode. But mostly the Beetlejuice cartoon and the Adams Family cartoon kind of had me a little bit more interested in in the horror because they they found a way to make. You know, these these themes of horror and, and made it into comedy in a way, if, if that makes any sense. And I... So, with that being said... Here, here is the Industry Horror Coffin Cast episode. What got me into horror? What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Industry Horror Coffin Cast, the second episode. I was trying to think of... What I could talk about. And the only thing I could think of talking about besides uh, talking to a bunch of people on the talking to a bunch of people on the autism spectrum, which I would like to at some point maybe and get some of the well-known people that you know they don't have to be famous but hopefully I can find a way to talk to Temple Grandin that'd be great to find a way to talk to Temple Grandin I've, I've read some of her books and I don't know maybe even Dan Aykroyd and, and many of the other people on the autism spectrum that just so happened know to be very well known but I realized that I need to talk about my introduction to the genre of horror when I was a kid around the 90s in the 90s I my first introduction was probably with the Goosebumps books by R.L. Stein. I especially, not just the Goosebumps books, but also uh, the Goosebumps series. I, 
I really enjoyed them. And even Ariel, Ariel Monsters. But when I realized I was really starting to get into horror was when I found out I might have a soft spot for horror was when I watched an episode of Are You Afraid of the Dark? There was an episode where there was uh, the Phantom of the Opera somehow uh, comes to life into the theater. And no, I am not talking about the Disney Channel original movie, The Phantom at the Megaplex. The Are You Afraid of the Dark episode where the Phantom of the Opera comes to life. It had a great suspense and mix of horror as well. And I, I came to appreciate, you know, horror as it is. Uh, that was the episode. That was the episode that made me realize I might have a soft spot for horror. That doesn't mean I like watching horror all the time, but I kind of realized that I kind of have a soft spot for the horror genre. And with, and whenever I get into something, whether it's sports or animation, I do research. I do extra research and try to learn about all the history of horror itself. And trying to watch some of the, right now I've been doing everything I can to watch some of the old uh, universal uh, classic monster movies. You know, with Dracula, Frankenstein's monster, Wolfman. Does anyone remember when, um, let me see here. I know it was a fast food restaurant and they were selling the, and it was around Halloween time and they were selling the Universal uh, Monsters uh, toys collection. So they had, so they had, a, so they had Frankenstein's monster. They had Dracula. They had the Wolfman. Man, I, I, I did everything I could to try to collect all the, all, all, all of the monsters. I think it was Burger King that did that. Because I remember I, I bought, I think I had Frankenstein's monster. And, and I thought how, I thought it was fascinating and how, and the details of how the monsters looked and I don't know, I, I kind of felt in a bizarre way, I kind of felt related to them in some way. Because at this time, I, I, I felt I had something. It was one of those things I couldn't really, I couldn't describe to you until later on I could describe to you this was autism. 
But at that time, I kind of felt more relatable to the monsters than the people that, in some bizarre way, I felt whenever I watched those little clips of those movies, I felt the people were more of the monsters than the monsters themselves. The monsters were trying to do everything they can to, to just make a, you know, especially Frankenstein's monster. He was just trying to live a life and, you know, a lot of people don't get those second chances in life and he was trying to take, a, take advantage of every opportunity, you know, try to understand, try to have empathy and then everybody trying to kill him and it's kind of hard to have empathy with anyone when they're really trying to kill you. He was misunderstood. That's how I could relate. Uh, but anyways. And I didn't really get introduced to the Twilight Zone till I think I was around middle school. And I remember my my older brother worked on a worked on a project and man I wish we still kept around that VHS of that because that was a great parody of a Twilight Zone episode. Was the acting great? Uh, I wouldn't go that far. I mean it was decent. But the idea was felt exactly like a Twilight Zone episode. My, my brother he, my brother and his friends, uh, I mean, his classmates that worked on that even received, like, a, a certificate of some kind, you know, for best movie and something like that. And, and I still remember that, and I thought how interesting the premise was. Uh, it, it's a couple that they come into this house. I know it sounds cliched at first, but trust me, it's a little bit more interesting. It's this couple, it's a, it's not a stormy night, but, but the car breaks down and they're trying to find a place to stay at for the night. They meet this, uh, butler and you, you find this butler and you just know there there's something wrong here. Like, as soon as you see the butler, you're just, there is something not right here. But since he was such a gracious host, you kind of ignore that. I think I watched this twice. And the first time around, he kind of had a little bit of some charisma to the point that you don't notice the little subtle details of how you could just tell that there, there's something wrong here. There is something not right here. They should have just left the house. But the charisma of the butler. And so the couple tries to, to figure out, I thought they were a couple, I mean. Maybe it was just a couple of people and not really a couple. The, the couple of people trying to figure out 
trying to figure out what's going on with this house. They even see a married couple's skeletons that still have their groom hat and the veil for the bride and their eyes light up red. And slowly they realize that the butler is actually being controlled by these haunted uh, skeletons because this was, I, I do believe because it was, ah, uh, you know what, I should bring my brother on this uh, coffin cast and he could, and maybe he could explain what it was all about. But this is what I perceive from it. Turns out the butler was controlled by the haunted spirits from those skeletons. Because, unfortunately, those uh, two, because the bride and the groom, unfortunately, died on their wedding night. And so they feel alone and haunted. And what they want more than anything is to have company. So as soon as they could have company, they no longer will haunt the house. It was either that or the butler. Turned out the butler killed the couple. And he just looks more and more to to kill the to kill other couples in order because in the past he actually found love, but unfortunately it came at a cost. And not only um, but his love turned out oh my gosh that's right his love turned out to be she actually went for someone else he thought he found the love of his life and if he can't have love then nobody can that's right holy shoot that was dark and and tragic at the same time and it made me realize that maybe, as I said before, I was going, okay, I, I can see this scene. And I realized that horror is not just because in the past, you know, you mostly see horror for, you know, slashes, ah, a bunch of blood and guts and, and everything. But when you think about it, uh, it, it makes you think sometimes. It makes you think. And that's how I really started. And then after that, I, I started watching a couple of the Twilight Zone episodes because I found out some of the episodes that The Simpsons parody for the Treehouse of Horror were Twilight Zone episodes. So I watched some of the Twilight Zone episodes and I realized how much I really enjoyed the Twilight Zone. Because the Twilight Zone isn't just scary or horrifying, just a bunch of anthology. But the fact is... I enjoy the fact that it makes me think. It makes me think of the whole uh, scenario of, well, even with myself, uh, what would I be in that scenario? What would I do in that scenario? What if I found out that the world blew up and all was left was books? Would I take advantage of reading and gaining knowledge or would I do something else? Or 
or the monsters on Maple Street. Man, oh man, does that episode hold up really well, doesn't it? Especially with, hmm, let me see, I don't know. Uh, let me see here, with our social media culture, yes, yes, yes. Uh, on Twitter, yes, yes, yes. Everybody being trolls, yes, yes, yes. Um, let me see here. There was something, there was something very important that everybody made such a big deal about, and, and someone became president, and everybody was thinking of that. Oh, gee, oh, oh man. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty much a, a perfect description of, of that scenario, because... You know how everybody was so scared of the monsters that you that they eventually oh sorry spoilers for an old Twilight Zone episode uh, for the monsters on Maple Street. I remember watching this episode because we read the short story and then we eventually watched the Twilight Zone episode in English class. Man, that was great. Anyways, I remember watching that and. And, and the twist was, there were, in fact, monsters on Maple Street. But the thing was, the aliens were controlling us the whole entire time. And now that the aliens figured out that they could control us in any way possible, gee, man, it's on the tip of my tongue. It, it, it's similar to that scenario that everybody made a big deal of. I don't know, um, you know, Russia, collusion, uh, the 2016 presidency. Um, man, no, I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't think of it. I, I probably could. Gee darn. But, anyways, uh, it made me really appreciate more of the Twilight Zone episodes. And I watched a lot of them. Some, he still really hold up really well today. I especially like that episode where, with, especially cinematography-wise, with the tilted camera angles and the way with the lighting, and then you find more and more of the reveal of, of what is going on with the surgery, and you find out that beauty is in the eye of the world. But that's all I'm going to say. I recommend everybody check that episode out. That is an amazing episode, especially if you're a fan of, of filmmaking. That is one of the episodes I highly recommend you watch and, and notice uh, the details, the continuity, and, and how to build up suspense. That is a great example of an episode right there to build up suspense. Another episode I really enjoyed were uh, the five the five characters. Uh, which pretty much it was a ballerina, a hobo, a clown, I think it was a soldier, and then something else. They're trapped for some strange reason. And, and I like that they went into detail, and then it, and it's the feeling of, you know, isolation. And, I mean, yeah, you're with these other people, but there is, you know, that period of how long you can handle with being with the same people. 
and it was. I just thought it was a great ep- great episode. I had no idea where, what they were going with it. I, I I was trying to keep on guessing uh, what the what the twist would be, and I came close. Uh, not not quite. Uh, I thought at the end it turned out they they got trapped by aliens. Because if the History Channel has taught me anything, it all starts with aliens. <laughs> also playing this old game uh, called Nightmare 3D, that also got me into horror. Into horror. And, and I'm trying to get back to that because I work at a place called Industry Horror. Horror, people. Let's get our minds out of the gutters, please. Thank you. But Jordan Peele, I mean, who would have thought that a guy of, but when you think about it, comedy is really, is really scary reality that we just laugh at. And I think Jordan Peele really understands that for horror. Because he, he did comedy, but he, he finds way to make comedic scenarios and make them into terrifying scenarios. I mean, especially get out. It's very interesting to understand of what they were going with it, and you know, for get out, and he was just saying, okay, you're a black guy, and you're with a white woman, and you meet her family, and and he kind of did a little bit of both. He's like, it's there's a comedy scenario with this, but he just made it into horror. You know, black male guy, and he's dating a white woman, and he's meeting her white parents for the first time, and you're just nervous, but for some strange reason, there's something weird going on, and you're just worried for the worst, especially, especially if somehow they come from the south. But really, no matter what ethnicity or what, whatever, doesn't matter what political affiliation, whatever the case, if you're a guy and you're meeting the parents for the first time, you're just nervous that they're not only going to find a way to make your life miserable, but you're worried, you're pretty much worried about the worst. To be honest, I even tried to see if I could write a couple of horror stories myself.
favorite part is some of the stories that I tried to write for comedy ended up into horror, and some of the stories that I wrote for horror ended up turning into a comedy. I mean, sounded more as a comedy. Uh, if I pitched the idea, it sounds more of a comedy than horror. And the ideas that I would pitch for comedy sounds more of a great horror story than than something for a slapstick comedy. Uh, please let me know if you would like me to share some of those uh, stories. Uh, maybe when it gets near Halloween or my birthday's coming up, maybe I could do that for my birthday. Uh, you know, uh, read read some some of my stories that I've written down. Um, and then back when I was a teenager, uh, well, I wrote I written. Uh, some stories that would be, I'm just gonna save as both enticing to the brain and also in physicality. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say with that. And with that, thank you very much for listening to the Industry Order Coffin Cast. If you are an influencer, if you are an influencer or someone that wants to contact me, please contact me at industryhorrorcoffincast at gmail.com. And this episode is brought to you by Squeegee. Are you sick and tired of having limp arms? Well, get yourself a squeegee and do a bunch of ink silk screen printing. You'll get as big muscles as I do. Your muscles will be full of glee. Get yourself a squeegee. And also brought to you by Industry Horror. Industry Horror is a nonprofit. They make sure... They hire people on the autism spectrum and with special needs and give a lot of open opportunities. And the money goes into paying the employees as well. This is a great way for them to learn a trade, especially silk screen printing. Whether it's on shirts, sweaters, crop tops, tank tops... hoodies, flannels, and even tote bags if you're in need of tote bags as well. Also, we make buttons, we make stickers, we're even designing belts, and I do believe we even now have uh, some type of keychain as well. We also have a lot of interesting accessories in the store as well, especially for those people that uh, work on blood drives. We also have a syringe pen so you could hand out to people to remind people why they're terrified of needles. 
<clears throat> little humor there. No matter how large or how small your business is, if you have any screen printing needs, please check us out. You will be helping out have autistic and special needs employees keep job, keep their jobs and keep on being paid and getting close to stepping stones of even having an independent life, being able to make an independent living or even help out the ones that that need some extra help down the road and being able to have that kind of support in the long run. We do appreciate. You can also make some donations to Amazon. Industry Horror is also under Amazon Smiles. If you just want to make a donation in that way, that is fine too. Please check out the website. We also have an Instagram and Facebook page. And if you're around the Venture County area, please check out the store. It's off of 518 East Main Street in downtown Ventura. Thank you, everybody, for listening to the Industry War Coffee Cast. I really do appreciate it. And remember, add a little bit of horror into your life. Thank you to all you wonderful industry horror hearers out there. Thank you for listening to the Industry Horror Coffee Cast. I really do appreciate it. And if you are an influencer in the autism, horror, sports, or even entertainment community, and after listening to this coffin cast, you said, hey, that was great. I want to find a way to be part of that. Then please contact me. Industry Horror Coffin Cast at gmail.com. I would really appreciate it. Thank you.